I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my first episode of Cut to the Grace. I can't actually believe this is happening, and I'm saying this. It's just so cool. So thank you so much for tuning in. So because I'm uploading on Fridays, I've decided that at the beginning of every podcast, I'm going to have a little section called My Friday Favourites. Now, this is an idea inspired by Franny Ann, who is one of the incredible associates on Six. Now, Franny worked at the box office when we were on tour and basically we just became really great friends because I used to come and sit with her at the box office and just annoy her really (laughs) no I'm joking but she is amazing and she does Friday faves on her Instagram page so make sure you go and check it out but yeah big shout out to Franny Ann I love you so basically what it is is a collection of things or something in my week that has brought me all the joy. Uh, (laughs) So whether that's a day out, something I've purchased, something I've eaten, a brand, a charity, a person, a life hack, a film, a song, literally anything that could be my Friday faves, I will share with you all. So this week's Friday faves, let's get crackalacking. Now, I'm not a vegan yet, but I'm very much on my way uh, trying my best, but we're all human and yeah, nobody's perfect. Um, so yeah, anyway, for anyone who is vegan or gluten-free or doing plant-based or doesn't even have to be any of them, you have to try Deliciously Ella's cookies. Oh my days. They're literally incredible. So they're from Frozen and you put them in the oven And I always find with dairy-free cookies, it's so hard to find like yummy ones that aren't crumbly and just like dry. Um, But these were absolutely perfect. So do make sure you try them out. Deliciously, Ella is a queen. Love her books. Yeah, that's number one. Cookies, of course. Of course, I'm going to start with a sweet treat. (laughs) Love food. Um, Number two. So me and my lovely boyfriend, Josh, went for a day out a very rainy day out in Folkestone and we basically just went for a walk along the beach and have some food (laughs) but the walk turned into a run because it was literally pouring down with rain. Anyway we went into this vintage shop called Bounce and it was so good and also so reasonably reasonably priced. Um, Yeah I got like three trousers which are all like 15 pounds each two dresses again 15 pounds each and this really cool t-shirt with uh space stuff on it (laughs) which I love so that was great and I'm gonna do a little YouTube video on that soon uh so I can show you all and show how I'm gonna style each one because they're all really funky next Friday faves is an amazing 
it's kind of like Western African inspired jewelry brand called Oma Loma. Uh, UK based and a black owned business, a black family owned business, which is so cute. This jewelry brand is the brainchild of three siblings, which is, I just think is the cutest thing ever. Um, but yeah, I purchased a really cute shell necklace. I'm obsessed with shells. I love Moana as loads of you probably know, but yeah, a silver shell necklace. They have loads of shell stuff. If you like shell jewelry and also two black lives matter, black fist, pin badges which are gorgeous again I'll post all of these on my Instagram so you can check out where to buy them uh yeah the advert for this company actually came up on my Instagram suggested which I never usually pay attention to but I'm very glad I did so yes thank you so much Omaloma next one is such a nice restaurant that I went to the other day with my lovely friend Claire for a catch-up and we just sat there and put the world to rights it is faux. I hadn't been there for ages and I had this hot and spicy soup which was tofu and mushroom and it was literally delicious. So yummy and it was, I felt really comfortable eating there, all social distanced, all the stuff wearing masks, like it was brilliant. Uh, the next one is just something that I've been doing which is something that I have always done for years but have been doing way more of recently because of lockdown and Anne Juliet being closed which is teaching. Uh, I teach singing and dancing on Zoom but also I've started doing social distance classes and it's just been so amazing I get so inspired by people who are willing to learn um I know it always says if you're one of my students and you're listening to this and you're you've probably heard me say this before but it's been absolutely amazing to see people still training during lockdown still keeping up their classes and just throwing themselves in there and doing things that scare them because it inspires me to do that as well so yeah Thank you to anyone who's had me at their school or had me in their school teaching. I've been absolutely loving it and yeah, I can't wait to do more of it. The last one I am giving a little shout out to is the incredible Tala, which is the amazing Grace Beverly's clothing brand. Um, I did a takeover for them last week and I did like a live dance class and a Q&A and the community is literally incredible. Everyone is lovely. I felt so welcome. And I was also gifted with some of the amazing, sustainable, high performance gear, plus a bag, a water bottle and some bamboo cutlery. Like it was the best day of my life. It literally felt like Christmas. The clothes are literally incredible. Um, and they're so perfect and comfy for teaching as well as like lounging around or going to the shops or even dressing it up a bit with a pair of jeans. They're just amazing and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I'm all for sustainable clothing and I kind of made a kind of promise to myself at the beginning of lockdown that I was going to stop using fast fashion. I did a lot of research into it and it's something that's very interesting. I would really highly recommend looking it up because there was so much information that I didn't know about. But I must say, it is very hard to do that on things like underwear, uh, swimwear, and also activewear. So 
if you can shop sustainably within those elements, e.g. Tala, then it's perfect and you can still reduce your carbon footprint and help the environment. So yeah, I really recommend them. They're absolutely amazing and again, such a great community to be a part of. And they've also recently teamed up with Depop where they're going to be selling their samples instead of wasting them, which is such a good idea. And Depop is the best thing ever. Again, another marketplace I'm absolutely obsessed with. So yeah, they are my Friday faves for this week. I'd love to know your Friday faves of your week and also any questions you have for me or any guests you want to see on the podcast please, please let me know by sending me an email to cuttothegrace at gmail.com and I really look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I'm kicking off with my first guest who is so special to me. He's such an amazing friend who I also get to call my work colleague. And it's been such a pleasure getting to party on stage with him and have a laugh every night in Anjulia. He is just hilarious. I absolutely adore him. He's also an incredibly hardworking singer and songwriter whose music is influenced in so many musical styles and he's amazing at it. So I'm so excited to have him as my first guest Please enjoy my Zoom interview with the incredible Nathan Lorraine Deneen. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm doing good. I'm really excited about this because you're my first guest. Oh, thanks for having me, Gracie. You special boo. Place. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. So yeah, this is my new series. Um, nice. Do you want to know the name? Go for it. So I've called it Cut to the Grace. Cut to the Grace. <laughs> I'm dead. So, you know, like... <laughs> So you're cruising over, you're like, oh, grace. That is um, so you. I know. But you know, like, cut to the chase, yeah, but like, yeah. cut to the grace. And I was cut thinking, I was grace. like, if I heard like an interview series called Cut to the Grace, I'd think like, no BS, like, you know, spill the tea. <laughs> Get into it kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. ask the there and then. Exactly. I'm really excited to talk to you because I feel like, I feel like both of us are quite similar because we're like grafters, you know? We're always, we've the always tourists, got something going on. The Tauruses, be The Tauruses are always grafting. Literally. And basically, for those of you who don't know me or Nathan, we're both in a musical called Anne Juliet. And we are in the ensemble and both cover roles. Um, but basically, there's a moment in the show <laughs> that we 
we like to call Mother's Meeting, <laughs> which is where we have a bit of a break, but it's like not enough of a long break to like go to our dressing room, is it? So we always sit on the stairs and just put the world right. Have a little chill. <laughs> always got the Vaseline. Always got the Vaseline at hand. <laughs> Essentials. What do we even talk about? We just talk about our day, talk about our grafting uh, antics. Yeah, we usually have busy days. We like to talk about what we've done in the day, what we're planning for next week, what we're going to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm honest, I don't know about you, but I think that that's the biggest thing I'm missing about Anne Juliet is mine and yours mother's meetings. Same, babe. It's a highlight of the day, to be honest. (laughs) Sitting on the stairs. We're joking. If our producers are listening, we're absolutely joking. I I just really, really, really miss the show, you know. I really miss everyone. Like, I'm excited to go back. Me too. I'm buzzing. Um, Okay, amazing. So, basically, this is our mother's meeting in lockdown on Zoom. Uh, so how are you doing? Tell me a bit about what you've been doing in lockdown, how you are, how you're keeping busy and creative. I've been good, actually. To be honest, at the start, I found it really, really hard to stop because obviously we were so, so busy. We were on a roll. So to begin with, I was just a bit like, oh, what do I do? So I put an EP out, which I was working on during the show, if you remember. Um, then it kind of did. It's kind of like this. Sometimes I'm having like on a really good roll where I'm writing loads. I bought this home recording kit at home so I can record from home now. So I've just been recording, obviously, the whole Black Lives Matter project protest was quite a, a down time but yeah just trying to keep busy you know nice. grinding hustling always always um, hustling me. always <laughs> so tell me a bit about lovesick because I remember when you were writing it in when we were in the house in Manchester yeah and so oh, what yeah. was like the inspiration behind it is there a running theme or is it just like bops that you put together to release into an EP it was really really weird actually when we were in Manchester obviously we lived together when we were in Manchester um I was just writing what was coming I was going through a breakup at the time as you know and I was just kind of writing songs that were happening and I was getting really frustrated that we were in Manchester and I couldn't record so as soon as we got back to London I just went back into the studio then I put out the song Games which was like my first single from that time and then when all the songs I just recorded loads of songs and when I put them together I created Lovesick and it all kind of made sense because it's all about heartbreak and I wanted to create an EP that was like really real I could look back in a couple of years and be like oh I'm so proud that I did that because we were so you know how busy we were we rehearsing and all that and then I decided to just put Prince Princess Diana in there because it was all a bit depressing and then obviously Princess Diana was the one that everyone loved more than the others (laughs) that is (laughs) a tune I'm really proud of it I'm really proud of it nice Um, and as I was saying before we started recording the thing that I love about you and your music is that I feel like your music is a really safe political space even though it's in the genre of hip-hop and R&B you still have managed to like tackle loads of things like homophobia racism sometimes those things aren't as spoken about in that kind of community but going back to like the beginning was that a reason for you to start writing music was it driven by that or did you just want to start music and then it just so happens that you had loads of stuff to talk about in terms of like the political side basically why did you start writing music that's a really good question um I started writing music when I was really really young but I generally thought it was something that everyone did like me and my brother would write songs whenever we were bored like in the playground with a friend I would write songs and then obviously I started to get into musicals and I went to loads of part-time theatre groups and then I luckily found myself in training. I went to training in Mountview. But music was something that I've always loved and always wanted to do. So I kind of found myself in musicals, to be honest. Um, so when I was in Motown, about my first job after graduating, I remember that obviously I wanted to do music and I was like, oh, I've got money now and I've got time. So I was like, this is the perfect time to start. And then Hold Hands was one of the first songs I wrote. And to be honest, I didn't know that it was like talking about political reasons. I was just writing a song for my own personal experiences. But as time has gone on and I've become more aware, I'm like, that really makes sense. 
sense because I am tackling homophobia, racism. But I just wanted to put something out that was real. Like every time I put something out, I just wanted to be like, whether it's fun or whether it's like people can relate to it, which is why I'm so proud of Hold Hands because I feel like that's one that like a lot of black gay people can relate to and even just gay people in general. So yeah. And also like just having you as a black gay male in that community drop in bops is such an amazing achievement in itself, which is so champion because you mentioned earlier about like breaking through into that industry can be quite tricky. It's really, really hard. To be honest, I've had a few meetings like with music people and stuff. And the reason why it's hard, which is so sad with everything going on is my demographic is like, obviously I'm black or mixed race as well as gay, as well as like doing rap, pop, R&B. Like I just kind of do whatever song I'm feeling at the time. So Mm. it's a really hard one for them to like sell as a business. But I love what I do. I'm just going to keep doing it until something happens. And I love doing music as well. So as long as I'm I don't really mind. Yeah, I didn't know that, that people had said that. That honestly blows my mind because if anything, I say this all the time. I'm always so shocked when I hear comments like that because I feel like we're so lucky to be in the industry we're in in terms of musical theatre where like, I would like purposely seek to listen to music like that. Do you know what I mean? This is why it annoys me because it's like, like I'm just being myself and then they always say in meetings like, oh, but who can you see yourself as? Who like do you see following like in their footsteps? And I'm like, but I'm just being me. Like I'm doing myself. Yeah. Like, uh, you don't want to follow in anyone's footsteps. Sounds so cringe, but it's like I'm not going to dumb myself down or pretend to be some someone else when like this is this is what it is. If you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't want it. Do you know yeah, I mean? and not only that, but like these are the kind of people and the kind of music that's needed in this industry. Literally, and to be honest, this I feel like this time is the time for it. Like I feel like we're on a bend with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and just equality in general. I feel like the next generation are really coming through, and I feel like it's going to be a time changer. So. What's your writing process? How do you sit down and put pen to paper and get thoughts out of your head? Is there anything that you do specifically? Well, in life, I write everything down in my notes. So, like if I'm going through a situation or I'm stressed or I'm upset or I'm happy, I'll just write it down in notes. Or if I think of something really funny, I'll write it down. And then that's how I came up with Princess Diana. I just wrote down, like I was obsessed, I'm obsessed with Princess Diana. And I was watching loads of documentaries and I was like, Princess Diana, Queen of Hearts, blah, blah, blah. And then I just write them down and I'm like, how can I relate to Princess? like what do I love about her and I would just write down the notes and then I used to have a keyboard which I gave to my brother now so I don't have it but I used to like plonk out chords and try and write something but like I can't play the piano so it's useless to be honest <laughs> but as time's gone on I've got like producer friends and producers I can work with now so I'll tell them what kind of beat I want or what kind of style I want or I'll just find a beat on YouTube and then write to it and then either change the beat or buy the beat or yeah so it's kind of it depends on which song but at the moment I would say it's more like top lining so I just write over beats. That's so cool. Yeah. Honestly, songwriting blows my mind. I have so many thoughts in my head, but I just like, you know, when you just can't get it out and I'm like, I don't know how to get this out. I told you already, Gracie, you should do it. I'll help you. No, let's collab. from Gracie. <laughs> Um, what was that next question I was going to say? Oh yeah. So for any young aspiring writers or maybe even musical theatre performers who want to go into the industry of writing, um, obviously you have quite a few connections with producers and you have people you can reach out to and say, Hey, I've got, I've got this song. Like, do you want to go into the studio? And then you go in the studio and it all happens. What would you kind of recommend to young people who want to do that, but don't really know where to start in terms of making 
making the connections or how to like actually take mm-hmm. that step to like get in the studio? Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. It's really, really hard. But yeah. When I was 20, I was in the exact same position. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, I don't know anyone. But online, there is so many contacts and so much information. If you just search, how do I record a song for one? So you can record at home. You can find a local, which I did. I found a local recording studio down the road and you have to pay for it. I think just find like the cheapest fees, but just record something down so you have a demo of some sort. So even if that's one song, two songs, three songs, and then once you have that and you have a photo of you, it doesn't need to be a professional photo shoot. Just send it out to all the sort of producers you want to work with and look at like artists that you like and the musical style and search that on Google. And eventually after a couple of years, you just build up the rapport and then you meet new people when you do gigs. And to be honest, it just kind of goes from there. So I would say get a good demo, send your demo off to people and then yeah, it should be on to a winner. Nice. Yeah, I can imagine because I wouldn't know where to start. Um, And would you kind of say going on from that, that it is definitely better as like a collaborative process as opposed to trying to do it all on your own? Because I know some people in lockdown are trying to like release an EP by themselves and I wouldn't know Mm -hmm. where to start with that. Would you would you say it's probably better to like team up with a producer and work together? For sure. I'm really, really weird to be honest. I can't write with people. That's one thing I've learned. Maybe I just haven't found the right people to write with, but that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I do completely by myself. I just write by myself. So it's just my head, my thoughts, pen to paper kind of thing. But I do think it makes your life so much easier, especially when it comes to like, when you want to start doing photo shoots and videos, honestly, the stress is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good to have people you can offload like editing to this person, creative to this person. Like I just did a, pride, a virtual pride performance um, and my friend Rory did the creative direction and filmed it and it was just so much easier because otherwise you're in your head like, I'm going to set up the camera and film this and do this and do that. Yeah. And it gets a bit much. So yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah, I loved your virtual pride. Um, and that kind of leads on to the next question because obviously you're meant yeah. to be performing at Pride, which would have been yeah. incredible. I know, depressing. But what has been your favourite gig that you've done and why? It would have to be uh, performance, yeah. Lord and Wise. It would have to be um, Gala because I supported Lady Alicia, who is like one of my favourite UK rappers in the world. I think she's so funny and so good. And obviously Scala was such a big gig and it happened so randomly. I was between Motown and Juliet, and I was working as a receptionist part-time, obviously, got to make money in that. <laughs> and then I just felt cool from Scarlett being like, oh, are you around on Friday? Um, we need a supporting act for Lady Alicia. And I was like, absolutely. Like, so they reached out to you? They literally called me two days before. So obviously it was like talking back and forth with the promoters and everything. But yeah, it was really, it was amazing. I loved it. That is amazing. Yeah, it got me gassed. I bet. So can are you allowed to give any lauding plans of what you've got coming up? Lauding plans. Well, I just released a single called Loco, which was just like a silly banterous song that's when it's put out for Pride Weekend, which was like, it was funny. But uh, I'm working on stuff now, but I've literally got about 10 songs that I really, really, really love. But I'm going to send them to like all my close friends and people around. And I want to pick one song that's going to be like a, the next big video because I haven't done a big video since Beef, which was last year. So I want to like plan a really good visual to a song. That's the next mm. plan. Are you going to create any mm. more um, music based on the Black Lives Matter movement? Because I love um, my people are tired. Well, thank you. Bea. And that was inspired by that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was all about Black Lives Matter. And that's actually really funny because I wasn't going to post it because I was just like, some songs are just right for myself kind of thing. Mm. And then my friend, 
friend at the protest was like, oh, you should write a song about this. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to, you know, it's a fine line. It's like, I don't really want to like use that as a thing. But it was like, I wasn't using it. It's just how I felt. So. And I guess it's also putting yourself in a vulnerable position because. Exactly. Yeah. And also like with everything going on, it was just such a funny thing. Like I posted something on my Instagram and someone was like, you're not a black man, you're mixed race. And it was all of that. And I was just a bit like, obviously I am black. Like my mom's black. I grew up with my black grandparents from the Caribbean. Like it was just a weird thing at the time in my head, obviously. Obviously now I'm like, I'm so glad I put it out. But yeah, yeah, I think I will, if anything, I think I'll put my, I think I'll record my people attired properly and put it on an EP if I, if I put another one out. Sure. Yeah, I think you should. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think I might do. I think I might do. I think I might do. We'll um, see. We'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fab. So in the future, where do you see Lorden? What's Lorden creating? What's Lorden writing about? Where's Lorden performing? <laughs> Well, um, obviously we've got Juliet to finish, which I love so much. I want to do Juliet, And it just depends what happens work-wise with everything in musicals. But with music, that's definitely like my main passion. So that's something I'm always going to work on and push. But I would love, love, love to perform the O2 Arena. That's like one of my biggest goals and dreams. But it's Jingle Bell Ball or my own concert or supporting. That's one of my biggest. Um, I just want to continue to make music. I don't even want to plan. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to write a rap song or a ballad. But I literally just want to put whatever I want to put out. I want a million percent one day want to put out an album that's like yeah. one of my biggest so yeah a lot to go but we've got time yeah and also like you've put out so much already that I feel like putting out an album wouldn't be too much hassle mm. honestly I like so much my mind is crazy I've got so much stuff that I just write all the time that I'm like I actually could write an album if I just like put my mind to it but I'm just like I want to be I want to just like experiment and have fun before all of that yeah yeah and keep that side hustle going boo you know it be gotta stack them food <laughs> set a piece. I can't wait to go back and have mothers' meetings and just have fun with you on stage. When are we gonna go back? I know. Okay, shall we finish off with some quick fire questions then? Yes, let's wrap it up. Go on, girl. Go on then. Okay. Well, these are kind of quick fire, but also kind of not. If you want to get into it, you get into it, boo. Okay. 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 <laughs> What's your favourite thing in your closet right now? Um, should I get it out? Yeah, go on. This from a vintage shop and I love it so much. Oh, can you um can you describe it for the people who are listening on the podcast? Okay, well, this is a um pink purpley vintage Adidas jumper. I'd say uh, I'd call it a jersey from um Rocket in Covent Garden and it's love really Rocket and cozy and cuddly, but also swagalicious. <laughs> Perfect. That was a lovely description. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, it sounds so, so, so cringe, but I think it's something like be fully authentic to yourself. And like, there's only one you, you do, you boo. Do you know what I mean? All of that. It's yes. like... There's so many people who do, like, for example, Grace, there's so many people who do what we do. And then it's like, but every person has their own goals, has their own hobbies, has what they love. And like, that's what differentiates, uh, like, people in the industry and people in life. So, yeah, 100%. just know what you want to do and do you. I love that. Fantastic. Love it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Do you? Do you have any pets? No, but my cousin has a dog called Bear and he's our family dog. So I just count him as my dog. A little bit oh, more. yeah. You're FaceTiming me on your walk. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's so cute. I love him, but he's crazy. Whenever I try and catch up with Nathan, he's either out on a dog walk or you're in the park doing chin ups on the goalpost. I know. My <laughs> man put me down out. on his bag and started doing chin ups on the goalpost <laughs> in the park. I need to get some weights. Like I don't know how people are like living without the gym. It's so weird. I'm just like deflating. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm here for it though. Yeah. Comfy. What's your favorite movie ever? 
I really love this movie called Karina Karina by Whoopi Goldberg back in the day. And it's, have you seen it? No, but I love Whoopi. It's a classic, but it's something I used to watch on repeat. Um, but I have a few movies like Grease. Grease is one of them. Liar Liar with Jim Carrey is another one. Like there was just a time in my life where I'd watch the same movies over and over and they're still like, nah, nah. I never saw you as a Grease, Grease the Musical fan. Oh my God. I'm, honestly, Grease is like my movie. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. That's why I wanted to be... I was like, are they like, is this real life? Like, what's going on there? I have never... Like, you know when people are like, oh, what show inspired you to do musical theatre? And people are like, Grease. Wicked or Les Mis. And then Lord and going, Grease. Grease. <laughs> Grease all the way. And to be fair, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls is a big... Oh, favorite. yeah. Love it. I love you. Love it. Um, okay, this isn't good. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Annoying, positive, and crazy. Nice. I let loose. To be honest, I didn't really go down the whole moody teenage stage. My brother was like the moody teenager and I was just kind of like annoying. I was just annoying him all the time. And I yeah. feel like I'm the same, you know. Really? You don't, never went through it? I think I probably like, I probably did go through it like hormones and stuff. Yeah. But out of me and my brother, I was definitely the more, you know, positive one yeah, out of the family. I think, I think that's what it is though. When you've got like a sibling who's going through all of that, you're just like, okay, I'll be positive. Yeah. Mm. And also I guess we're both the theatrical theatrical ones in the siblings true 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 but i am quite moody sometimes when i go home i'm moody to be fair yeah fair enough okay two more what's your biggest pet peeve when people are on their phones in conversations grace was that that at me grace 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 i'm reading the question it's not about you as in like you know when you're like in a conversation or you're with people someone's on their phone i'm like because I don't mind like a little check, a little scroll, but when it's like just constantly, constantly, I'm like, it's like a tick. You know, we grow, we keep it moving. Like, hold we grudges. keep it moving. <laughs> we don't need them. Right. Do you know what? I'm not going to read this one. No, go Last on. one. Go on. I feel like I know one of them, go. but three things that you use every day that you can't live without. So like three handbag essentials. Mm, okay. Well, definitely my Vaseline. <laughs> that was the one I knew you were going to say. That's my go-to. I've um, never seen you with the cocoa butter Vaseline. You're always giving it aloe vera. No, that's what I mean. But to be fair, I think this is my brother's. Uh, someone right. stole my aloe vera at home. So I'm very disappointed and I want it back. But Vaseline, <laughs> uh, my Versace Eros aftershave. Can't live without that. Mm. And jewelry. I love, I'm obsessed with, like, this is a cute little piece I make at the moment. And I've got my rings. Like, yeah, I can't you love your rings. My ring, jewelry, or my earrings, which is new. Yeah. Nice. Are they like your three Nathan essentials? One million percent. Amazing. Okay, Nathan, I have to ask you this final question that I've been asking all of my guests. If there was a musical about your life and you couldn't play the title role, who would you want to play it and why? Ooh, who would play me in a musical about my life? Um, Okay, this is a really hard one and a really weird one, but I think I would say like young Will Smith. Oh my gosh, (laughs) yeah. Obviously you can't do that because he's not young Will Smith, but someone with like Will Smith vibes um, because I just like how funny he is and cheeky but he also can be quite serious and I think yeah so mm, maybe I would say Jaden then like Jaden Smith is that too ambitious nah yeah Jaden Smith or like someone from London with Will Smith's kind of energy but nearer to my age love it well thank you so much for coming on I'm so happy you're my first guest I really enjoyed it thanks for having me it's okay what have you got planned for the rest of the week um I'm having a home week so I think I'm just gonna record chill watch some Netflix you know go a bit crazy (laughs) what about you 
Uh, what am I doing? I'm teaching. Yeah. I'm I'm having a home week too. I have I don't really go out anymore. You know. Really, I'm not feeling it. It's bad. Well, I don't know. I'm not in London, am I? I know that must be so hard to be. Home. All my pals are in London, but I'm seeing Luke. He's he's Luke. close. Oh, um, that'd be nice. And you drive as well, don't you? I forget. Yeah, so I'm chilling. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just yeah. chilling with my pup. I know, so cute. She's look. She's sleeping in my bed now. Not in my bed. Yeah. In my bedroom. Oh my gosh! I wanted to get. Puppy's so bad. You would suit puppy life, but I think you're a bit too busy. So are you though, sis? What are you gonna do with pups though when you when you have to go? Mummy's looking after her. <laughs> of course. Um, oh, I love you. Thank you so you, much. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.